everyone. This is Paul Ponte. Thanks for checking out the podcast. We got PJ Hawks here. How are we doing today? Oh, yeah. I'm doing all right. You? Doing pretty good. Everyone's going a little stir crazy at home, but everyone's finding a way to get some kind of human contact. Oh, yeah. In a social, safe social distancing, correct? Exactly. Social distancing over webcam, over uh, thousands of miles away. Uh, so right. go ahead and uh, plug uh, any social media uh, where they can check out your work. So you can find me at PJ underscore Hawks at all platforms, or if not, it's just PJ Hawks at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And for our um, Wildcat sports page, you can check us out as Wildcat, W-I-L-D-K-A-T, Wildcats with a K, and then sports, and that's all across all platforms as well. And uh, for Hawks Airy, you know, just uh, H-A-W-X-A-E-I-R, no, A-E-R-I-E, yeah, sorry, had a brain fart. Uh, A-E-R-I-E, and that's, you know, if you want to find us on YouTube, check us out there, or just search us up, we're on the internet, that's where you can find us for our tag team name, me and my old man, Luke. Yep. So, uh, you know, uh, how old are we, how old are we now, Luke, uh, PJ? I'm 21 years old. 21 years yeah, old. 22 in November. 21 years old, and you've already, uh, done more than a lot of wrestlers, uh, maybe like a decade older than you, even. Uh, got a chance to visit a lot of different places. Went down to Mexico, went to England, uh, the United States. Uh, as far as working in different promotions, what would you say was bit, some of the surprises, some of the differences working you know, across different countries? Yeah, I, I've been very fortunate to do a lot. I mean, uh, I, I started training as soon as I got out of high school, uh, June 2017. And uh, I, I had my first match in November of 2017. So I think that was about five months in. I think I, yeah, I'm almost three, three years into training and three years of actual wrestling in November. But uh, it's been a great ride. You know, I, I, I have a lot of hard work ethic. I always put in a lot of time. That's the way my dad raised me. You know, I was uh, I saw the way he worked through the, the indies and how he's come up, you know, from being a nobody and, you know, just driving everywhere, making little to no money to, you know, being a super successful superstar, traveling everywhere, traveling across the globe. And I take my uh, wrestling uh, ethic from amateur wrestling too in high school. I was a two-time state champion in amateur uh, pre-stop Greco, a three-time state uh, placer. So I just take that work ethic, and I think it's brought me to a lot of success so far. And uh, I've been fortunate enough. I think I've wrestled in seven states so far. I mean, the East Coast, when I go to North Carolina, we go to Georgia a lot. We go to California, of course, here, Texas, uh, for R.O.W. And um, – Mexico, I went down to Tijuana for the crash, and I went to England for WAW, I think, a year in. It's just, it's an amazing experience, you know. I'm, I'm learning so much because I'm so young, and uh, my style is very, you know, technique-based. I'm very technical. I like to get in there, get holds, take people down, you know, throw people around. So I'm just picking up everything, you know. Lucha style, when I went down to Mexico, I learned, okay, uh, how to base, how to high fly a little bit. You know, how it's a little bit more quick pace in England. I learned the, the British style of training, which is great for me because it just adds to my repertoire and over here, you know, at least down in the South, we're very story oriented when we tell matches and stuff like that. So I really like to put everything together and make it make sense and make it meaningful. That's the most important thing for me. But it's just, like I said, I'm almost three years in, but I'm still, it's, it's learning and you're always learning, right? That's how you get better and evolve and just taking the time to really process everything and enjoying the ride at the same time. Yeah, I found I find most of the guys that you know the guys that especially on the indie scene or uh, the bigger guys in AEW WWE right now they're guys who can take these styles and meld them together to create their own like uh, vision for what kind of athlete they want to be. So you mentioned using uh, 
you know, your uh, Greco-Roman style. I saw in the uh, NWA uh, uh, Circle Squared, like right in the beginning of the match, you went straight to mat, you know, down to the mat, you know, doing that kind of style. How does that play into the, you know, learning? You know, obviously there's a lot to learn about ring psychology, but as far as what you're learning now, like how do you quantify like putting that together with ring psychology that you learn from, you know, the pro wrestling business? I, I think it's great because the whole point is you're supposed to take somebody down and pin them, correct? Yeah. I think that's all you're supposed to beat your opponent. And to me, sorry, my, my bunny is uh, throwing some stuff around, so you'll be hearing him in the background. But um, it's, it's the whole point of psychology, right? You're supposed to beat your opponent. And I, to me, it's great because it's just it's grappling, it's physical, it lets me get in there, you know. And I don't need to necessarily, for a big guy, I could just grab his leg, take him down, you know, go for the ankles instead of, you know, trying to brawl with him. So it wouldn't make sense for me to try to fight a big guy. I want to try to take him down, you know, use my speed, my agility to get him off his feet. Same thing with a smaller guy. With me, I'm going to use my, my, my height, my size, my leverage to take him down, you know, pick him up, slam him down. And I, that's why I love incorporating it, you know. And I think for me, it's just learning because I still want to show the pro wrestling side. I still want to have the flashy side, you know what I mean? You don't want to discredit any of that. That's what it is. It's pro wrestling. It's not just great amateur wrestling, you know. I do like to show my roots, too, and show that, hey, I can take something down. I can throw them, you know, I can suplex them and do all that kind of stuff. But then, you know, add a drop kick here, add a cross body here, you know, just kind of incorporate the things and mesh well. And I think that's how I have a successful style anyways. You know, you got to be versatile, like you said. Yeah, how do you uh... – How'd you figure, uh, I noticed when, you know, even when you were starting out and I saw some of your earlier matches in person, uh, you have a pretty good attitude in the ring. Like you come in, you look like basically, you know, uh, you know, I, I would say pro wrestling, there's a certain percentage that's all about how you look and how you act in the ring. If you don't look like you belong yeah. there, then you don't, you know, it's, it's hard to, for, to make the crowd convinced that you should be there. So, uh, right. did that come naturally to you just coming in and, and making it seem like I belong here? This is my, this is what I do. I think so. So I, a lot of it, I mean, I've been around it my whole life, right? I think my earliest memories when I was like two or three, and I'd always, my dad would always make me watch, well, not make me watch wrestling. I'd watch wrestling with my dad, you know, I'd be sitting there watching wrestling with him. I'd go to all the shows with him. I'd watch him since I was a kid. I traveled all around with him. So I saw a lot of his attitude, how he's evolved, and, you know, how he has his style when he goes in the ring. And it doesn't matter who he goes in the ring with, you know, he just takes care of business. And for me, it's the same thing. I, you know, in an amateur match, you know, you got to go out there and you just got to go. You got six minutes and, you know, it's you got to either take the guy down or pin him, you know, a certain amount of, you, know, you got to take him down a certain amount of times or pin him. It's the same attitude I, I come there. You know, when I'm getting in the ring, I got a job to do. Whether it's singles or tag teams, we got to go out there and we got to win, right? So I'm coming out there. I don't care if they're bigger than me, they wrestle longer than me. I had to, anybody can win, right? So you just had to have the attitude that I'm coming out there, I'm coming to take care of business and, that's what I do. Very nice. Uh, how did you find uh, like the locker room politics between like you know here versus Mexico versus England? Yeah, it's it's not too crazy. I think so. I'm with my dad most of the time, right? So a lot of times he's there showing me the ropes and stuff like that. So I'm very fortunate in that you know. I mean, I'm not so I'm just going around by myself and having to feel that myself. I still am learning, but it's it's nice to have that guidance for me, correct? You know, but. Um, I, it's just it's just different everywhere else. I think Mexico was just interesting. It, it's just the way they put together. The match style is just the most different part. You know what I mean? I think in England, when I was wrestling there, there's a lot more 
interactive with the crowd and you know we're putting together you know matches we're not trying to do anything crazy here kind of depends on who you're working with right you just got to adapt to you know if you're wrestling a luchador, store obviously you want to do a little bit more but you still got to incorporate my style right and mexico is just kind of more like da, 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 da. so that was the interesting part for me because i'm not really like that you know i i'm i you know you pick it up when you need to but not for the most part you're just telling the story, working a body part, or, you know, like, just get, getting to some point, right? There, it's just kind of falls to the wall, and that's pretty much it, you know, until the, the finish. So I think that was the most interesting part down there was uh, just learning that, okay, uh, you know, this may not make sense per se, that's just how they do it. So trying to adapt to that and being, you know, I've only done, I think I did one match before, and that was with Bestia, 666, and Daga, down at Wildcat, and that was my first kind of Lucha experience, but... You know, they're professionals, they've done it for a long time, stuff like that. And I've known them, so it was, it was a little bit easier, I think so. But we're going down there, it's interesting to work with different people. And luckily, I speak Spanish, and learning that, uh, it, it helps out, you know, listening to what they had to say, and, you know, what, what they are saying, you know, if they, you know, whatever. But um, I think it's the biggest thing is just, you know, kind of the match pace and whatever, mm-hmm. whatever everybody's trying to do the style. Uh, did, did it seem like any place was more specific? Like, what do you like better as far as... Uh, you know, when you're going to plan out the match, like, do you prefer a lot more calling it in the ring or do you prefer to get uh, some stuff handled beforehand? Um, I could do both, to be honest with you. It's just, uh, it really depends. I think that what you really need is just the bullet points, right? I think if you listen to like a lot of older guys and they'll, they'll tell you the same thing too. I mean, you know, it's got to be getting middle and end, right? Any story has to be getting middle and end. So you just really got to hit those bullet points, and then from there you can kind of play around. I think people that don't know how to call it in the ring or aren't comfortable in the ring, that's where you see a lot of mess ups and people that you know that could potentially get hurt or something like that. Because you just got to be comfortable, right? The whole thing is when you're out there, you're supposed to be comfortable anyways. It's you're supposed to be doing a job, and you've been doing it for a long time or however long. But if not, then you're gonna look like you don't know what you're doing. I think that's the most um, the, the thing about me is I'm very comfortable and confident when I go out there. So it doesn't matter, you know, I could, you know, say I'm supposed to do a suplex. No, I could, you know, go whatever else, drop kick. You got to be able to go with the flow. I think, and that makes a better pro wrestler, in my opinion. So, uh, recently, uh, you went, you went viral. You had, uh, all over pretty much every sports, social media and website, uh, posted the video of you jumping off, uh, the balcony of the mall. Um, as someone who, you know, is a legit wrestler, uh, someone who cares about ring psychology and all that, were you worried at all uh, when that kind of went viral about, like, what people were going to think of you in the ring and what was going to happen? Well, I just want to state this. You are the first person to ever ask me this question. So, like, I, you know, I had to tell everybody that. But uh, yes and no. So, I mean, like we said, my dad and I discussed this beforehand. And, you know, I'm like, you know, I think I can jump off that. You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure I can. You know, it doesn't look that far at all because I saw, you know, we, we saw off all the ring ones and stuff. And, um, you know, it was a little out of my element, you know, because, you know, I'm more ground-based. Like I said, I'll pull – I got two top rope moves, and that's a crossbody and an axe handle. Other than that, I don't do anything else from the top rope, you know, and I'm pretty ground-based. So it's, uh, you know, or just throws. So it was interesting for me because I'm like, well, this will get me out of the box – the, the only thing I didn't expect was how big it got, you know, because everybody's going to have backlash, you know, people can find my chain boring. People would say, oh, that's so boring, you know what I mean? But somebody else could be the greatest thing in the world because it's just, you know, it's wrestling. It just looks real and stuff like that. But it's the same thing with this. And that's what, you know, having my dad, like I said, it's a blessing, right? Because he's a 
Oh, he's my dad, but he's my coach too. He helps me out so much. And just listen to what he had to say. And he's like, you know, we got eyes on us. The most important thing, it was done safely. I'm trained to do this. So I'm a professional stuntman outside of this. I've done high falls and I do, we, he trains me. We got, we got a, what a good coach, uh, Phil Odell. And uh, it, it was done safely. You know, the guys who were trained, they're, they're called Fly Def, uh, Warren, Zach. They're trained by Booker T. So obviously they're not just some random tag team. They're just coming in and catching us. You know what I mean? So it was done safely. I think that's the thing that a lot of people overlook. And uh, what am I regretful of it? No, because it got me out of my element. It got me exposure. It got wildcat exposure. And that's the most important thing of the day, right? You know, and yeah. it's not like I'm going to be doing this every time. It's it's a one-time thing, and I'm just going back to my style. But what else are you going to see that, though? I don't think, you know, I think what my dad always says, I, there was that show in WCW in the mall. I think that was it. You're never going to see a spectacle like that again. I don't think so. Yeah, and it was it was one of those things where like you know I felt like uh, on Twitter and everything I had to like since I know your pops and I know you I felt like I had to constantly like butt into people's talking about the video and being like he's a trained stuntman he knows what he's doing stop yeah. like <laughs> this isn't some backyard show this is these are these yeah. guys are trained uh, right yeah and you know I think uh, the part I I was uh, when you see it from the ground view you know it looks pretty high. But I thought from near the top view, when you see how far the ring is from the balcony, is when I was like, "Oh wow, that's that's a that's a decent little jump there." Uh, yeah. So did you? Uh, Fifteen foot, I'd say. But distance, I, I like the the biggest thing is the clear distance, right? Because if you look, I didn't have to adjust myself or anything. I went straight on, you know what I mean? but I knew I could jump from that distance there. I want to say it's it was it couldn't have been any more than two or three feet, you know, away, the, the balcony of that. I knew jumping off, you, you got to know about, you know, angles and gravity and all that other stuff. If I'm jumping forward an angle, I'm going to go forward at an angle. So I knew I could hit it from that spot. You know what I mean? It was, there was no concern about that. And it was just, you know, having the confidence. A lot of people ask if I was nervous or anything like that. I couldn't be nervous, right? Because if I was nervous, that's when you messed up. I, yeah. It's the same thing I, I told you before. I go out there and I had to make sure I'm 100% confident because not, you know, I could risk hurting myself or hurting somebody else. You never want to do that. So, and that was the thing. I'm like, I just got to do it. I did it. You know, that's, and that's, like I said, it was done safely and everybody was okay. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's one of those things where like, you know, uh, you know, your pops, you know, he's, he's a brawler. He's a grappler. He's a, he can do tech or technical wrestling. He can do it all. And, but you know, he has videos of him 450 splashing on a thumbtacks, you know, it's just, <laughs> you know, yeah, r wrestling is. Wrestling is whatever you want wrestling to be, really. <laughs> wrestling yeah. has so much stuff, you know, from one side to the other. You can't really pin down people uh, in that way as far as like, well, we saw this person do one thing. Well, that must be all they can do. That's not That's not the way the right. world works. Uh, what's, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, did you find that when you're doing a stunt like that... Uh, did you think about it the second you you scoped out the venue, or did you think about it doing it beforehand? Like, how did? So, it's it was more. I thought we discussed it beforehand. You know, it wasn't like a big thing, but it was like, hey, you know, like maybe you could jump off that. And I'm like, you know, I, I've been to the mall. You know, what I mean, I grew up here, and I've been to that mall probably since I was like a kid. And. Uh, it's just, it was one of those things we got there, you know, we kind of thought about it more and you know, we just saw the ring place, but it was like, yeah, we, we can do that. You know what I mean? I went up there, I just looked at it. And again, 
so I would have done something I know I couldn't do. I'm not that type of person. You know what I mean? I had to make sure I had the utmost confidence and skills to do it. And then at the same time, you have to realize this is my dad. My dad would not put me in any kind of harm if he knew I'd get hurt. You know, if he didn't think I could pull this off or you think if he thought it was too unsafe, he would not have let me do it. And I think that's a lot of things people overlook is, you know, he's my father. So yeah. obviously he wants to take care of his son. You know, I mean, of course it's wrestling, but he cares about my safety and well-being more than a match or a cool, you know, spot or anything like that. Right. So he's always looking out for me. But uh, like I said, it was just it was right. I knew I could do it from that angle and it was safe. You know, that's the most important thing. I knew I could clear that. And that's uh, if, if I didn't think so, I wouldn't have done it. Absolutely. So uh, you mentioned, uh, you know, doing stunt work. Your dad does stunt work as well. Uh, how has that informed uh, anything you've done in the ring as far as, you know, going and learning how to do stunts? Uh, the biggest thing, honestly, is bumps. Just because I, I, it was just, it was a little bit easier to take falls and stuff like that and uh, kind of learn cameras and stuff. It was it was simple because, you know, um, and really, I, I say it's more coachability than anything. I, the, the biggest thing I took away from uh, pro wrestling and the stunts is, you know, how to fall. But uh, from there, it's just coachability, right? You know, and I'm, I've been fortunate enough to do a lot of sports, but with wrestling, you know, if you want to be successful in any sport, you, you want to be successful in you had to listen to your coach, right? You had to be able to pick up what they do and do it quick and do it properly and do it repetition plenty of times, stuff like that. And it's just one of the mentalities they took over, you know. I mean, once I started training, I listened to uh, you know, my coach Phil and my dad and um Tricard. I just started doing that and it just kinda picked up naturally, you know. I and I see my dad do it plenty of times too. So it's just kinda like mirror imitation. I I'm I'm pretty good at looking at things and being able to picture it in my head and then doing them. You know, I mean, whether it takes a few times or not, you know, that's just on repetition, but I, I can pick things up pretty quickly. Nice. Uh, so you've been uh, lucky enough to be on shows with uh, some some names, quote unquote, in the business. Uh, wh- how did you find, uh, you know, meeting these guys that, you know, you see on TV or whatever, and then they're working shows with you? Like, what did you, how, you know, any fun experiences, any like surprising interactions, anything like that? Yeah, uh, I mean, like I said, I've been around it since I was three. So it was really cool just meeting a lot of guys and stuff like that. I remember, I, I think the youngest people when I was younger, uh, I met Matt Hardy when I was about four or five. There's there's a picture of me and Matt and stuff like that. My dad was doing a WWE, uh, what you call it? It was a dark match, I think on SmackDown or, or something like that, or maybe a house show. But I, I met a lot of those guys, Hurricane and stuff like that. So it was cool. So eventually, my dad, him, ended up having a, a feud in Extreme Rising. I think I was only 13 or 14 at the time. But I got to work with Matt. You know, we did a little angle where uh, my dad, you know, he almost had, he killed him. You know, on accident, though. He pushed him off the top rope. Matt got really hurt. So I got put in the feud. And uh, I was, I came up and I started talking smack to him. He put me against the wall, and then he slapped me and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I was young, so it was cool at the time because I got to work with somebody, you know, who's done so much. I know since I was a kid, I got to ref some of those matches and stuff, which was real cool. Just being involved in that, being involved with my dad. And uh, the most recent one in memory is uh, my feud with Stevie Richards. You know, I've known Stevie since I was a little kid, too. And, you know, he's a fantastic guy. But uh, it was just one of those things where we just kind of, you know, got into it. You know, he's like, oh, you're not being taught the right way, son. And uh, it just kind of, you know, I wanted I, it was for me to prove myself, right? You know, some like, you know, he's known me and my work ethics as a little kid. So that was, that was a lot of fun because it was. So, you know, I think Stevie's very underrated because even though he hasn't done a lot in the business, he's been to every major promotion in the world. And, you know, he's been a lot around for over 20 years and he's done a lot. 
So it was a great learning experience for me because I just got to be in the ring with somebody who's done it all, been everywhere, and at the same time, prove myself because I know I'm capable of being in the ring with him. And just really elevated me to a different level, you know what I mean? Just learn the psychology from him and putting matches together. And we, I think we had about three or four, yeah, four matches. And it was just, the crowd was really into it. And we had a really big blow-off at uh, our big uh, event, the Revolution Rumble in November. That's our, our big, uh, you know, anniversary show. Yeah, was that we the, had yeah, a, the street fight? Yeah, yeah, the street fight. And uh, I've never done one before. But, of course, I've seen matches. I've seen my dad do it. You know, and I've trained for it. You know, I, I, I started training for it a few months before. That was a lot of fun, you know what I mean? It wasn't just brawling, you know. We kind of we tried to tie in as much, you know, psychology as we could with it. It was just fun. It was a good experience for me, and it's an, it's invaluable, you know what I mean? I think one of the biggest things – I'm fortunate enough to work with somebody like that because um, I think my, my, my dad's probably – he probably mentioned this before, I think, on the, the podcast he did with you. But it's just a lot of people, you know, there's not a lot of veterans around in the indie scenes anymore, you know what I mean? They're either – a lot of them are retired, aren't working anymore, or in bigger companies. So you be able to take – Stevie, and learn from him, and learn from what he's done. It's and, and it's invaluable. You know what I mean. Anytime you get to work with somebody that's done it or been around for a long time, it's a great experience. And you know, people really need to treasure that and learn from that. Yeah, the uh, that entire uh, Revolution Rumble is available on YouTube, I believe. If you're listening to this or watching this, please check it out. Uh, Stevie Richards, actually, I'm going to say he's probably in maybe the best shape he's ever been in. He's most he's, definitely yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you ever think like, you know, you when you see stuff like ECW back in the day, do you think I'm going to be in a street fight with this guy who is in extreme championship wrestling <laughs> someday? No, I, I, I never thought about that. You know, I've, uh, like I said, I see my dad do death matches and stuff when I was younger and all the crazy things he did. And, uh, I have the utmost respect for him. But I'm like, I can't do that. You know what I mean? You're crazy. You know what I mean? It was just, it's insane. And then seeing that, just being able to work with him is, is, is phenomenal. You know what I mean? And, uh, I got to like work with a lot of those guys. You know, I was uh, a tag with Tommy Dreamer one time at uh, I think our uh, X-rated show. Yeah, I was at that show. Trace. Oh yeah, okay, cool. We, we did that. I think we tagged with um, uh, man, why Shane Douglas? We tagged with Shane Douglas. Uh, I wrestled against C.W. Anderson. Um, same thing with uh, Tracy Smothers, which I know he's going through a tough time. Uh, I know they're, they're raising money for him. He's a great guy, phenomenal guy. A lot to learn with, uh, learn from. Funny. And I mean, so if anybody can go support him and help his uh, battle with cancer, but um, I'm just very fortunate to learn from those guys and experience them and just listen to them. You know what I mean? It's just, like I said, it's invaluable stories and experience and wisdom from them. That's the best part. And like I said before, I'm, I'm, I'm a sponge right now. I'm, I'm so young. So I'm just trying to soak it in and just listen to what they had to say and just improve myself and just kind of go from there. So it, it's great. So, but like you said, I, I, I always knew I was going to be a wrestler. But uh, it's just, it's been a great ride so far. I'm very fortunate and very grateful for everything I've done so far. And just got to keep, keep the ball rolling, you know? What's some of the most uh, surprising advice you've gotten from some of these guys? Surprising advice? I, uh, huh. I would say, uh, nothing has been uh, so surprising. You know, I wouldn't say anything was kind of out, out the ordinary. It's just that, you know, a lot of people told me I have a good work ethic. You know, I just, I'm working hard. You know, I'm doing pretty well in the ring. It's just, I, I'm like this. I'm very uh, meticulous. I'm very nitpicky. So it's just anything that, you know, I can improve on. You know what I mean? Because I, I feel like I have a, a good basis of the fundamentals, which is the most important part, right? You know, you have to be very good at the basics in order to progress. So I try to do well my fundamentals. 
And from there, it kind of spices up. You know what I mean? You, you're, you're adding stuff. You're, you, it's a building block, you know? And that's where I'm in the process at. It's just building myself, my character, and my in-ring work, you know? And uh, it's just from there, it's just, you know, I'm like, hey, are, did you see anything particular? And it was just like, oh, well, you know, if you have your uh, headlock like this instead of this, and I'm like, okay, you know, they like a light bulb goes off. Just very nitpicky things, you know what I mean? That's, but that's just how, that kind of guy I am. You, you want to be a perfectionist in the ring, and it makes you look better anyway. So it's kind of stuff like that. It's just a lot of advice where I'm like, you know, like, it's just like they're like, oh, there's nothing wrong. Like, there's nothing? You didn't see anything? Come on, man. Like, <laughs> you know I mean, like, I'm just trying to, come on, tell me something wrong so I can improve on it, you know? So. Did you, uh, did you come across any uh, any egos, anything in the that you were kind of like, oh, this is this is kind of disappointing. This is not really something I'm uh, usually into. <laughs> you know, not not to me. And I think you know, I kind of get a, a good wrong because you know I'm my, my dad's kid, stuff like that. But at the same time, you know, I try to be very respectful, anyways. Uh, that's the kind of person I am. I'm always very nice, very polite. You know, so regardless, I think if anybody was like that to me, like they're. It'd, it'd be weird too. It's not like I'm coming off across like I'm doing anything wrong either. So, but I mean, now nah, the wrestling is so far. You know, it's it's been good so far. I haven't really seen anything too crazy. You know what I mean? So at least in my face. You know what I mean? But yeah, it's it's been good. I've been fortunate. Any uh, interesting fan interactions in any place you've wrestled? Fan interactions. Um, so I got two. There wasn't. One I wasn't there for, but uh, I think one of the coolest things is uh, when I was in Mexico. It was uh, it was very cool. So after the match, we won. It was me, and my dad. I think yeah, me, and my dad, and one of the guys from down there. And afterwards, we went towards the back, and there was a ton of fans, a ton of kids, and you know, adults with pens and papers, and they're just trying to get autographs and all that stuff. And they're done it. I'm like, this is my first time here. This is so cool. You know what I mean? Like, they it, It's just it's a it's a. It's a very cool experience, you know what I mean? And that's everywhere, but it was just, it was it's different because like there was just so many. Like they wouldn't stop; they just keep coming, 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 coming. They'd ask me questions, you know what I mean? And uh, luckily, I could speak Spanish, so you know I could talk to them and stuff like that. And uh, but it was really cool. I just remember that that feeling. I'm like, wow, this is it's pretty amazing, you know what I mean? It's special. And um, um, well, I wasn't at this show. I think I was out of town for something. But at a Wildcat show, um, a fan. Actually, our manager was doing such a good job. It was, and it was at a special needs show, so I, I think the guy was special needs. I'm not sure, sure, but he went up and behind our manager and like just grabbed him and started like you know trying to attack him. And it was so funny, you know. And everybody's just laughing, you know what I mean? Because the guy doesn't really mean harm, you know, and stuff like that. But uh, I think he just got him so riled up, and, you know, like it was just there's a big picture of him, like uh, you know, like oh, <laughs> but uh. It's pretty. F- I wish I could have been there. That story was just circulating so long, and I think he actually uh, he attacked him the next show again too. He added the play, so it's pretty funny. But um, yeah, very nice. Uh, what's some when you you know wrestling? You know, obviously you do it because you love it. You know, it's something that's in your bones. It's in your it's in your family. What's like your purest joy when it comes to in a, being in a wrestling match? What's the moment when you're like, this is. This is, you know, Nirvana. This is where I want to be right now in this in this ring. So there, there's three things for me. I mean, first, I love, 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 love tagging my dad. It's one of the greatest experiences in the world. And it's just cool because, like I said, I've grown up. You said it. I've grown up around it. It's, you know, I've been around it my whole life. It's in my blood. And it's just cool because, you know, I know how hard he works. And he knows how hard I work. And I'm still trying to get to, you know, his level and just improve myself and stuff like that. 
So it's just great because, you know, as a kid, he was gone a lot of the times. You know, he was always, he lived in California and Philly and stuff like that. So I don't see him, you know, I, I see him a lot, but not as much as, you know, other kids would with their dad and stuff like that. He missed a lot of birthdays and stuff. So it's really cool to get in the ring with him and experience that and just like a new chapter in my life. It's kind of like I'm getting what I didn't have when I was a kid, you know what I mean? So it's really cool just bonding and growing with him, you know, and just getting getting closer and just kind of, you know, it's kind of catching up lost time, you know what I mean? So not that he wasn't around and stuff like that, but it was just like, you know, it just feels good for because I know how much he sacrificed. And this is a business where a lot of people don't realize you have to sacrifice a lot if you want to be successful, you know what I mean? And uh, I think people take that for granted sometimes, performers. That's one thing I understand now, and, you know, I have appreciation for it because I know how much he's put it, how much time and sacrifice he's put into and it's the same thing with me, and now we get to enjoy that together, you know what I mean? So it paid off. And uh, by the time, you know what I mean, you can just feel it in a match. So, I, like, there's just times where I'm just in there, and I'm grooving, you know what I mean? I'm grooving, I'm grooving, I'm grooving. I'm like, man, this feels really good, you know what I mean? I feel like my chain's better, or maybe my arm drag got quicker, or maybe I jumped higher on a drop kick, you know what I mean, or the crowd, you know. I panned at them at the right time. It was great. And then the last one, you know, it's weird because I don't really get – excited or nervous for a match which is weird you know you, you everybody oh, if you don't get excited or nervous for a match you need to get out this business but again it goes back to when i go out there and before i'm confident and i'm calm because i don't want to be any kind of nervous before i go out there you know the crowd doesn't get me nervous the match doesn't get me nervous the event doesn't get me nervous i'm going out there to do my job but when i come back after it's the best feeling in the world because i know when i have a good match i'm like damn this was awesome you know what i mean i get really excited i get that rush and it's, it's one of the greatest feelings in the world. You know, it's just that I don't know why I get it after, but I guess it's just, you know, me. That's my nerves and everything. I was coming back and just be like, good job, you know, good job, you did. Yeah, maybe it's like, because, you know, a job has been done. Like, you did you did yeah. your work, you did it to the best to the best of your ability, and you thought, okay, like, I, you know, I, I did the job right now. And it's, yeah, that's always a great feeling. So uh, we're going to go ahead and take this home. Uh, I'm sure we got a lot of stuff that we got to do. So, uh, we're gonna go into some rapid fire stuff real quick. Uh, favorite hold or move that you don't use? Don't use. Oh man. Uh, let's see the cravat. The cravat is pretty good. You know what I mean. I I do it at training, but I don't really do it on shows. So I should probably add that to my repertoire. Thanks for reminding me. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's the worst thing uh someone can do if, when they're working with you in a match? you right you know you don't want to, you don't want to be hurt by anybody you want to go in there and be safe and stuff like that or you know trying to take advantage of you you know luckily i had the skills to just you know amateur wrestle and i can hold my own if i need to you know what i mean so that, that's the whole reason you know one of the reasons or at least one of the reasons why i did it before I, you know by i was always kind of a skinny kid when i was younger and stuff like that and i wasn't really tough my dad was like hey you know what i mean you gotta toughen up before you do this and i'm like okay I did it. I gained the skills, you know what I mean? Just And so it's just like, hey, you know, if I need to, I'm going to take care of myself. But luckily, I've never been in a situation where anybody's trying to, like, physically hurt me, you know what I mean, or do any of that stuff. So I hope that never happens, you know what I mean? But if so, no, I'm ready to take care of myself. There you go. Uh, when's the last time you were legitimately supply surprised by another worker in the ring? There's a lot of experience, you know what I mean? I wouldn't say surprised because I think everybody that I – you know, majority of people that I work with, you know, I've all been some caliber, you know what I mean? Because I know we have we have a standard, and I know my dad has a standard, so we wouldn't just be wrestling just anybody, you know what I mean? But uh, I think one of my favorite experiences were the Briscoes. We wrestled them at Ring of Honor uh, down here, I think it was September last year. 
And uh, I know how good they were, but to me, it was one of my favorite tag matches we've ever done. You know what I mean? It was very physical, and it was kind of like a proving for myself because I know these guys are tough, and they've done it all, right? They've won, I think, what, 11 or 12 tag team championships. So that was, like I said, it wasn't like I was surprised by them, but it was just how good the match was and how great of, you know, like competitors they are and stuff like that and just being in there, that was a lot of fun. And it was a great proving ground for me and stuff like that. And my dad, it was a good overall match. So I was very happy. I didn't, like I said, I always expected to go well. But to me, that was one of those days I'm like, damn, like, all right, I got this. This is pretty good, you know? Uh, what's the hardest you've laughed at an indie show? It's a weird question. I don't I don't know if I've ever laughed. I, uh, I mean, I'm sure I have. Uh, just... I remember one time Revolution Rumble. I think maybe Buku Dao. If you don't know Buku Dao, he's on the Revolution Rumble show and Wildcat. You need to look him up. But uh, he always makes funny jokes whenever he comes out or do anything. And we're in the Rumble, right? And we're beating somebody up. And I think he says something. I'm just like, you know, I'm just keeping a straight face. But in my head, I'm like, I would have laughed really hard right now winning the show. So, yeah, that's probably, you know, he, he's a very funny guy in person, you know, and in the ring. So it was. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad I can, you know, keep my focus streak when I'm in there. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to start breaking character and laughing in the middle of a rumble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you can, but then you'll probably get thrown out because, you know, you're distracted. So exactly. Um, so you've worked with a lot of, a lot of people across different countries. I'm sure you've seen a lot of gimmicks. What's the worst gimmick you've seen? Worst gimmick I've seen. No, I don't think I can answer that yet because okay. I don't think I've seen anybody with like two crazy gimmicks. I uh, I tell you, a gimmick I love is uh, Sexy Gino. I love. Do you know Sexy Gino or no? Yeah, I've seen. I've I've seen him online. Okay, well, Sexy Gino is hilarious. You know what I mean? He comes out. You know, he's this pretty skinny Asian guy. You know, and he comes out with like you know flamboyant, very like flashy uh, sweatpants. You know what I mean? And he's got like his cat bag, and he comes out and he starts dancing stuff like that. And, you know, and he's pretty good in the ring, too. You know what I mean? You wouldn't expect it because he just looks like, you know, some kind of like, what, what, what is this guy doing dancing? You know, I mean, but he's good. I love Sexy Tito. You know, I had I my first singles match against him out in California for Bumps and Bruises. So, um, what do you call it? And that's a great, you know, it's a funny gimmick, a gimmick I love. So, I couldn't tell you one that it was terrible, but I can tell you one that I love. Any, uh, any ideas on if you could pick a gimmick right now that you would do? Not necessarily that you actually want to do, but if you thought, okay, one-off show, you know, no holds barred here. I, I'm going to wrestle. I'm going to do a singles match. What's the gimmick, the, a crazy gimmick that I would love to do just to try it, just to have fun with it one time? I think i try to be a luchador, to be honest with you. I, I mean, I can move. I'm pretty quick. You know what I mean? I, uh, I can do kind of flashy stuff, but of course I just don't do it. You know, but I mean, I've learned everything, right? You know what I mean? I'm still learning, but, uh, since I can speak Spanish too, it'd just be fun, right? You know what I mean? It's just put on a mask, go out there, you know, and just kind of, because that's not me. So it's just like, it's something completely different. Out the way. I think being a lead show would just be pretty fun. Just kind of do that style and be like that. It'd be pretty fun. Very nice. Uh, okay, so go ahead and uh, plug again your social media stuff so that everyone here can check you out. Yeah, uh, it's PJ underscore Hawks, PJ H-A-W-X, or you can find just PJ Hawks. Uh, if you want to check out Wildcat Sports, it's Wildcat Sports, W-I-L-D-K-A-T, Wildcat with a K. And our tag team name is Hawks Airy, H-A-W-X-A-E-R-I-E. And you can find us on YouTube or match us on YouTube. And I want to say thank you again for having me on the podcast. It's fun talk and, you know, just getting 
our minds off it, you know, what's happening in the world, stuff like that. And hopefully, you know, everybody listening to this will enjoy it, and, you know, just get their minds off things. So uh, for people that might not, uh, you know, be too familiar with you, uh, checking you out, what's the one match you'd tell them to go check out right now after they listen to this podcast? Oh, man. It's just a good amount, you know what I mean? Um, if you want Hawks Airy, you can check out um, anything from Reality of Wrestling. We have some good matches with Fly Death and uh, La Familia and Mysterious Q and Tempo, this great town out from Texas and ROW. Um we have the NWA Circle Squared. We wrestled the uh, the best kept secret, and it was kind of a short match, but you know it was it was a pretty good match. You know, kind of showcase a little bit what we can do if you want a quick match. You know, you just kind of there's some promos and stuff like that, but match you want to see is like less than five minutes. And uh, if you want to see me, uh, you can probably you can check out the Revolution Rumble. I think Stevie has our individual match on his page, but uh, check check out me versus Steve Richards and. Uh, in a hardcore street fight. If not, I think he might have some other matches put up. But um, and if you have Ring of Honor, check us out versus the Briscoes. That was just a phenomenal match, hard hitting, fun, fun match. There's more than one, but just to give you all a taste. Absolutely. All right. Thank you very much, PJ. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, Paul. Take care.